Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Please Watch This, a film podcast where two film-loving mates with gaps in their viewing history recommend films to one another so they can once and for all decide who has better taste. I'm joined as always by Sam Blakely. Hello Sam. Hello Hugh, I'm proud of you for doing that on the first go. Thanks, I'm proud of myself for uh, achieving it so regularly now with such, uh, (laughs) you know, optimal ability. You've left. You've you found a new level of professionalism. How are you doing, Hugh? I have. Do you know how professional I was there? I forgot to mention my own name. And it's great to yours. <laughs> but to be fair, that's all that matters. Yeah. So I, I am Hugh Dempsey. Um, I just am in case. Yeah, um, and the person in the corner, that's the walrus, Cuckoo Kachu. <laughs> Fuck, he's lost it, lads. Uh, yeah. So, Hugh, what have you Lockdown's been watching this gone. week? <laughs> Lockdown's going well. <laughs> <It's really laughs> what have you been watching this week, Hugh? Other than, uh, you know, the, the shapes watched... that appear in front of your eyes. When you <laughs> um, well, I've been enjoying two things this week. I've enjoyed The Last Dance oh, on Netflix about Michael Jordan, if you've seen that. Oh, it's yeah. really good. See, uh, I don't know. Would I enjoy it as a non-basketball fan? Uh, you might enjoy it as a non-baseball and basketball fan. <laughs> well, he did do baseball. That's right. Yeah, he that's did. Right. Yeah, these. He was very good at it, apparently. Um, Which I only know because of Space Jam and the pitch meeting and cinemasins of Space Jam. Yeah, he was thirty so years old when he uh, tried to play baseball, and apparently, um, they, the only thing that kind of stopped him from continuing was they had a lock. Uh, sorry, a shutdown, uh, a pay rights dispute between the players oh, and yeah. the uh, MLB. He went back to uh, basketball, didn't he, and still kicked dick there, didn't he? Essentially, yeah. That's I, mean, I do, I do, I would like to watch it. Yeah, I think he comes I'm right across saying it's a past Tiger King in terms of views. Yeah, it's it's good. I mean. You know, Michael Jordan comes across as a bit of a dick, quite honestly. Yeah, he's not inherently a bad person, but he's... You know those people who are so competitive, they take the fun out of things? He's that guy. Is there anybody at that level of achievement who isn't going to be actually quite objectionable? People like Messi, Lionel Messi, because he seems nicer than Cristiano Ronaldo, but I think he's just more quiet, (laughs) but almost certainly must be a dick. I think with Messi, it's more or less... There's, there is stories, isn't there, where players have essentially left because of Messi from Barcelona. Mm. My understanding and, and, is... And, you know, not to mention presidents of the club and uh, managers and all that. Yeah, he has a lot of authority, doesn't he? Um, to be fair, he's earned it. Yeah, so I've been watching that. And what else have I watched this week? Oh, the news has been very good, I've noticed. Um, it's been <laughs> They've really quite stepped up this season, haven't they? Yeah, they have, haven't they? The new last... writer's back, or...? Yeah, I think the last maybe five or six seasons been really good. You know. I think Dan Harmon came back after that fracas he must have had with uh, you know Ted yeah. Turner or whatever. Yeah, because uh, yeah. it's nice to watch the double standards of uh, you know age the prime minister. I've been so really basic. enjoyed that. Oh, yeah, it's honestly it's been like don't say it was fine. It. Like, yeah, it is. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd like to see it come back the thick of it. Anyway. But, you know, it was like watching it this week, to be fair. Yeah, we did. In his yeah, garden, giving that statement. Yeah, you, you know. 20 was, minutes late. Yeah. <laughs> it was brilliant. Um, <laughs> you know, let's hope nobody died of you coronavirus whilst he was in Durham. <laughs> he's like um, in the thick of it when the guy turns up who seems quite nice. Uh, I think, I can't remember the name of the actor, but he's, he's, he's from Drop to Dead Donkey. Anyway, and he's like, it seems like he's going to be a really nice version of... Um, uh, 
thingy. Oh God, what's his name? Malcolm Tucker. But then he's oh, so yeah. intense. He's <laughs> like, yeah, he's been like, um, oh no, what if we just do the crime stats for Friday? And like, oh, we've got other things. He goes, well, I don't. <laughs> he's just, he's just so intense. You think he's going to have a cardiac arrest right on the spot? Steve, I think Steve something. Steve, I can never remember. Steve, yeah, I can never remember his surname. Yeah, yeah he's like, that's, that that's all dumb. Fucking Kong. crime stats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, I put, lost my temper there. Let me just put it back in my pocket. <laughs> he's just yeah. a walking aneurysm, bless him. Yeah. Um, what about you? What have you been watching? You know, uh, uh, Upload. Do you know about Upload? Yep. It's a new Amazon Prime thing. It's by Greg Daniels, uh, you know, maker of uh, King of the Hill, producer on The Simpsons, and the guy who brought The Office to America. And it's really good. And uh, I did a thing that I don't know if I've ever done before. I watched the first episode, let's say at 9pm, and then watched the whole first season that night. <laughs> Just kept watching it. It's, it's 10 episodes. but I think it's about 30 minutes an episode. So a good chunk of time. It's not like a 24-episode season. It was about 3am when we finished. Uh, I just kept just kept watching it. It's really really good. It's a it's a it's a bit like uh, San Junipero, the Black Mirror episode. This idea of uploading your consciousness uh, before you die, sort of thing. But it's really good. I'd highly recommend you watch it. I'm sure a lot of people have seen it on there, being advertised on Amazon Prime. So yeah, upload is what I'd recommend. That you please watch this. Fair enough. Well, shall we get into today's uh, episode then? <sighs> Let's do it. Let's. Do it. It's gonna be fun. So. Me and Sam, after the last few episodes, we've done us. We did the wind that shakes the barley. We thought, yeah, let's, different sort let's of film. Let's cleanse our collective palate. We go, we went, got, got <laughs> all the that uh, sound. <laughs> yeah, that's that sounded Again, very different to what feature. I was trying to make. Yeah, we decided to um, go. <laughs> so <Yeah>. we. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was waggling my cheek there, but I was laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wet flip flops. <laughs> Someone's described it to me. Filth. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. Oh. After we had some pretty heavy films, and you know, we had some horror that had a little bit of comedy, but not much comedy in it. And we had uh, the political think piece of the wind that shakes the barley. We thought we'd go with some <laughs> dumb eighties action fun with this week's classic film, Arnie. the nineteen eighty seven classic Predator, starring Predator. Big Arnie himself. Yeah. So, Sam. Action star. Usually, we asked this at the end of last week's episode, but we're going to ask again at the beginning of this week because of the cultural relevance to people of our age. You know, the majority of us have seen it. Um, Mm. Yeah, how did you manage to miss Predator growing up? Do you know, I mean, if you were to... I've not asked my mum, but it's quite possible that she would say, no, you did watch this. We definitely watched it at some point. Um... But I, I don't remember watching it. I, you know, I did, I said last week, I grew up watching a lot of great Arnie films. I had a dog called Arnie because my parents went to the cinema to name I remember him. Arnie, he, big, big Labrador that used to... Big Labrador, gorgeous dog yeah. of the community. And when when they first got him, he Very was called placid. Sam. And they were like, well, we can't have a baby called Sam and a, and a dog called Sam. So they went to the cinemas. Uh, I can't remember what I watched. Maybe they watched this. Oh, no, that was too late. Anyway, they watched something, maybe to... Terminator 2 or something, and uh, yeah, Arnie was the name for it. So there's no reason why I shouldn't have watched it other than uh, I didn't. And and really, on watching it, I realised I hadn't watched it before, but I've seen almost everything. And I mentioned last time that I watched a video essay about how not to reboot a movie. Uh, in fact, I'll I'll I'll, I'll uh, endorse that right now. The Closer Look did a did a great video essay called How Not to Reboot a Movie. I'll, I'll link it on social media. That's where I'll be deriving most of my opinions about the film. <laughs> right, well, but essentially, I see you've got an original, uh, an original. Oh idea. yeah, 
it wasn't a podcast that he made, so sort of rebooting it. Is fair enough, fair enough. So, so yeah, basically, was this a big part of your childhood? Um, big enough that enough people I knew had seen it and would talk about it, and right. um, yeah, I had some. I had a friend of mine who was a few years older, so he had seen a lot of. He was born like early eighties, sort of. I think what eighties, four years older than me. So what's that? Eighty four. He was Eighth, born. So three or four, yeah. So and he had a brother who was a couple of years older than him. So he was born in like eighty one, eighty two. So the, between the two of them, they'd seen all. Is these that Martin great, and Gareth? No, it's Chris and his brother Paul. Chris Hi, Chris Kitson. and Paul Kitson. Yeah, yeah, and so obviously his Good brother lads. was like seven or eight years older than me so they had so every time I saw Chris he would talk about these these films and um, yeah they were just kind of these kind of cool action films that were kind of in the zeitgeist to the 80s sort of thing yeah so yeah yeah it's really right in the middle of all that stuff isn't it all those all those big hits of Arnie's yeah uh, this came out the same year as The Running Man I love that film Fucking love that Yes, film. this is what I mean. It's strange that you've seen that, but not this. They literally came out in the same yeah. year. It's fascinating. And I've seen that, uh, you know, a couple dozen times. Saw Commander, love Commander. I've been trying to convince my partner to watch Running Man all week. We've been watching so many films. We've Really, we normally just put on, like, a TV show to veg over. We've been watching, like, two or three films most nights. It's been incredible. <laughs> really? But still, the Running Man hasn't made it. We've watched two cube films two and a half cube films and we still haven't fucking seen Running Man so uh, yeah this is where we're at two and a half we fucking watched films. Anaconda and we haven't watched yeah I mean fucking Running Man that's that's depressing <laughs> I've never actually seen not Anaconda not a bad film not a bad film Owen, Owen Wilson's awful. in it you know before he was in wow. any other films wow <laughs> so, let's get into Predator then so what would do you, you like film, would you like a quick synopsis of the plot Go on, go on then. If, if, okay. if they're listening and they don't know about it, tell us about Predator. Yeah, so long story short, Arnie and his mates of commandos drop into some unnamed Central American jungle to rescue some people. <laughs> Turns out they're being hunted by a super hunter alien called... Well, they don't give it a name, but we... It's the never film's mentioned, called is it, in the film? No, yeah. it's not. No, no. They just... It's given lots of various other names. Like, I think um, Anna's character, she calls it Diablo. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it's the Spanish good enough there, Sam. You've been... I know you're keen on I've been learning Spanish for over a year now. Uh, yeah, that was spot on. Brilliant. I'm going to Mexico tomorrow, now that I'm fluent. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it gets called... Is it the, sh- the Shadow of the Forest or something she calls it as well? Mm. But never actually yeah. gets called Predator, but it's the, the Predator. that makes trophies of... Uh... Oh, no, that's yeah. not uh, this. No, it is That this. was something else. No, he makes no, trophies was, out of their that skulls. That was another story. No, he does, but anyway, anyway, yeah. So he's called lots of things, but never Predator. Yeah, so, so a group of commandos are going, sent into ostensibly rescue somebody uh, so that's Schwarzenegger who plays Dutch you've got Carl Weathers who plays the CIA agent Dylan you've got Jacked. Alipedia Carrillo who plays the captured um, I don't know what she captured Anna Gorilla yeah she called Anna <laughs> it's Gorilla with a U uh, it's, it's such a difficult word to say without getting into well I was water. thinking Contra as well at the same time I was like is it Contra are they Contras <laughs> if they're in Central is it a America? rebel or a Contra can you be a rebel yeah. Contra I mean, you could be a contradictive rebel, I suppose. I mean, that's essentially what a rebel is, somebody who contradicts the uh, current government, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> that's, the, that's their kind of, that's their uh, raison d'etre, I guess. Um, you've got, you know, uh, Jesse, the, what is it, Jesse the Body Ventura plays Blaine. Jesse the Body Rich, Ventura, yeah. Richard Chavez, who plays Poncho, who uh, is... Uh, 
does nothing in this film except for one good line. <laughs> You've got uh, famous screenwriter Shane, uh, Black. Shane Black. Yeah, it's weird when you see some... Wrote the reboot. He wrote... I didn't know he was an actor. I've seen like five of his films. I didn't even know he was an actor. I don't think he knew he was an actor. No, I don't know why he's in this. I've not seen him in any other film that I can think of. But he wrote no. Lethal Weapon. Um, he yeah. wrote uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, the which nice you haven't guys, seen. Kiss, yeah, yeah nice guys. Next Christmas, um, yeah. So I can't wait for us to watch that. I'm looking forward to that. Um, also, you've got... Uh, and then finally, you've got Kevin Peter Hall, who plays the Predator, um, the seven foot two actor who did all the mm. uh, the live action th- scenes in this film. So, Am I, did I hear that Jean Claude Van Damme played him in uh, some acrobatic scenes? I heard that like ten years. Yes. Ago. So the story basically is the design that they had for the Predator originally was a lot different to the one that you end up seeing. So what happened right. was they had this kind of more anthropomorphic like ant sort of termite bug looking thing that was like on two legs yeah and John claude Van Damme's only yeah there's you can go on google <laughs> and or on uh, youtube and you can see images of it um and they had John claude van damme on set for like two days who is not seven foot two no he's not he's five foot nine so <laughs> the, and he looks but he'd had like a an extending head piece that came mm. out and he was in and because of the technique that they used to do the special effects they had him in this big red suit so it stood out, stood out against the green and the blue of the right. uh, forest and the sky and I think there's a rumour that apparently John Claude thought maybe that's what the in the uh, the Predator was going to look like in the film and he said <laughs> it was too hot and he was just trying to kind of establish himself in Hollywood <laughs> And he was, yeah, he kind of... No one mentioned him to him. Uh, oh, by the way, this is... Uh, I know it's the 80s, but... Yeah. Yeah, so I think he kind of lost faith in it and was like, this isn't my thing. So fair play to him for having a career after this because that could kill a lot. You know, that could have been his chance, you know? So fair See, play I'm to the guy. I'm surprised he wasn't big before that because Kickboxer is one of the most 80s films I've ever seen. It is one of the most 80s films he's ever seen. I, I like it. goes, I am American, but I grew up in Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favourite line of that. I think it's kick. It's already double trouble. Yeah, it sounds yeah. more like double trouble. I don't really recognise that. that. It's the one. one. Is it double trouble? Is that what? Yeah, what's the one where he's he's in double twins. impact and double team. Yeah, double impact. Eighty-nine. Fuck right. right yeah, okay. yeah. You're right. Yeah. So he basically made his career right after this. Essentially, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so. They go into the jungle and they get hunted down by a big old predator. And then at the end, Arnie's last man standing against the predator who then decides to nuke the place. But thankfully, there is a tactically <laughs> nuke-proof log that he hides behind. <laughs> so he's yeah, good to have so, one of those, isn't it? He's really good at choosing what voice box recording to play at the right time, the predator as well, isn't he? Yeah. Maniacally laughing uh, yeah. in the guise of... Jesse Ventura, I think it was at that time. Yeah, it's terrifying, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll tell you what I like about this film, Sam. Yeah, do, um, do tell us. This film's just balls to the walls cool, isn't it? It's just, <laughs> it's just 80s macho bullshit. <laughs> it's so much fun. Like, I'm not even going to try and be like, yeah, I think it was the, uh, the you know, the artist. <laughs> the cinematography. Pablo Picasso, who said... You know, life is but an imitation, and I think the predator imitates that life. No, it's not anything. Any, I don't think that's a true quote. I don't know it's what Pablo Picasso said. Probably guns. something in French or Spanish, knowing him. But <laughs> when it's just, you know, how many me like, you know, there's the meme of the uh, the two arms when they go when yeah. Dylan and Schwarzenegger 
both go to slap yeah. arms. That's a meme now for the last few years. <laughs> you know, that's great. Um, it really is. That's one of those things as well with this film, it's cultural impact. Those things, I, I was never 100% sure where they came from. So I knew, obviously, about the, the arm wrestling impromptu thing, these incredible bulging biceps. Obviously, get to the chopper. All these things that I thought, well... I don't remember where I, where I saw those. They must be Predator because it seems to be the only only Arnie film I haven't seen. It does have that sort of uh, meme. It's meme worthy. I mean, ultimately, I can sell this. Arnie fights the Predator. What more to, <laughs> do you need to say? Mono and mono, stripped to the waist. Yeah, it's got loads of pointless explosions in. I mean, have you ever seen a small village explode so quickly? What I really like is... <laughs> Uh, like a la Commando and any film around this period you throw a grenade there's an explosion and everyone on a trampoline bounces out of the, the balcony they were hiding on oh! yeah yeah oh, this there's grenade no, is no anywhere. 20 feet in the air yeah no yeah. yeah and the camera's always shot from a low angle and follows it down you see that a lot yeah, in uh, Lethal Weapon as well they're always doing the acrobatic <laughs> flip yeah um, so yeah so that's I mean, look, it's sort of in that peak 80s action movie, you know, zeitgeist, you know, films like The Terminator, Rambo, Rocky, Die Hard. I mean, the director of this film, John McTiernan, directed um, Die Hard and Die Hard with a Vengeance, uh, the two good uh, Die Hard films. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, you know, Running Man came out this year. Um you know, it, I, there's a. Do you know what? I'm going to go a little bit, <laughs> bit not weird, but I'm going to compare it to something else. So there was a, <laughs> there was a thing in like the sort of cultural studies of his, like you know, modern history, where there's this thing called the long sixties, where essentially the ideas was this the, Pablo Picasso again? Um, he's, he's probably part of it in theory, although right. it's kind of like new ideas that kind of crept up in the 60s, you know, from the Summer of Love in, like, 69 and stuff, and they said that it bled over into the next decade, like, the 60s wasn't just a 10-year period, it was kind of almost mm, a 20-year yeah. period, almost, or 15-year period up until essentially Rager and Thatcherism in the 70s, when it all kind of, the counterculture ended up kicking in and raging against it, and, you know, kind of prevailing to an extent. And so, yeah, it's kind of interesting that in films, in like action films, the 80s kind of went almost up until I think until like The Matrix. Like every action film in the 90s looked pretty much like an action film of the 80s. They're all kind of right. very similar. Where as soon as you get The Matrix, everything kind of pivots and changes tone. And, you know, that's why it was such a big success, that film, because it was very different to, you know, other films. I'll tell you what else John McTiernan also made. He made one of your favourite action well, kind of spoof parodies. Um, the Last Action Hero, which I know you've got a f- soft spot for. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, I do. Yeah, and that's the great thing. Like, you need a spoof to be made by somebody who loves and knows a genre, not just somebody yeah. who goes, "Oh, people like that. I reckon it'd be funny to take piss out of it." You know, you do need that, especially like somebody who made two or three of the best kind of. Well, actually, I don't think um, Die Hard with Vengeance had come out when Last Action Hero came out, but he, you know, he was famous for making right. two of the biggest action film spoofs. What I don't think you might like about this one, Sam, um, I mean, I can't fight. I don't think you. I think you're going to like this. I think you'll have enjoyed the the fun of it. To be brutally honest, um, you know, it's over the top, unrealistic. Uh, the Predators <laughs> very slow I at times. Belief. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's yeah, a great I mean, man. The, there is a lot of thank you. 
I didn't realise I was that nasally. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, you've said it as well, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry, was that Napoleon? <laughs> I tell you now, sitting here on my throne, I tell you what I could not when I was watching the film. I could not suspend my disbelief. <laughs> Is that Napoleon? Just a French accent? Well, I'd say a French accent. It should have. Well, it should have been a bit more Corsican, shouldn't it? A bit more Italian than French. <sighs> or... Can you tell me what uh, Napoleon's nationality was? Of course, I can. Way, lads, lads on tour. Go on. (laughs) Well, that's the you know that's a better joke than the one that uh, Shane Black attempts in these films. (laughs) I'll be honest with you. I'm glad he got one laugh from one character because yeah, it's painful. It's like they've never met before. I'm going to tell you a really (laughs) awkward joke. Why is this guy talking to me? Yeah, really awful joke. Um, Really awkward. Yeah, maybe the the film kind of splits into two halves. You've got the first half where you've got them doing the mission and they're all a bit like, something's not quite right. And then you've got like the second half where it is just pure, unadulterated I mean, that's predator-ness. the act break, isn't it? It's literally, it's literally about 30 minutes in. That's the almost minute for minute where it should come uh, in mm. a film. You know, complete act break. Yeah, so I was maybe that might have might have jarred you a little bit, um, but other than that, I I mean, look, it's a dumb eighties action film. It's got cultural relevance because it's one of the good ones, you know, and it's and even you can laugh at it for the fun that it is when you when things aren't as serious maybe as it they wanted to be. So yeah, mm. what we're gonna do? We're gonna have a wee break. Sam's gonna. Go to the toilet as usual. Uh, maybe get himself another drink, Fill and glass. then yeah. I'm going to tut at him for always needing the toilet. And then we're going to come back, and uh, Sam's going to give us his views. So Blake's, Blake's takes, I think we've started to call him now, haven't we? <laughs> Even though your surname isn't Blake, shit, it's Blakely. But no, can't really. Blakely isn't a very rhyming surname, is it? No. I was trying to think Some of like Blake's takers. No, uh, it's not my forte. No, but you know. So yeah. See you after the break, guys. (laughs) Hello and welcome back to Please Watch This. So what we're going to do now is we're going to have Sam's, or what is it, Blake's take? Blake's Blake's take. take. We're going with that. Sam's jams. Blake's film. Yeah, Sam's view. (laughs) <laughs> on the on Predator. Good. Remember, it's not the Predator. It's not Predators. <laughs> you know. Alien versus. There's definitely no. There's no definitive article in front of this word. Definitively, there are no definite articles. Yeah, no. I mean, like you said, it is so much fun. And uh, what a surprise! You know, I'm going to refer to the TV show Community. That comes as a shock and a surprise. <laughs> so uh, today I was rewatching the episode with Arbed, where he takes a course. Nicholas Cage, good or bad. And he loses his mind. I'm sure the listeners have seen it. If you haven't, search YouTube for, you know, Abed, Arbed's uh, Nicholas Cage. And he's he's gone through the rabbit hole at some point and he's, he's explaining his methodology. He says, um, you know, some actors are good and some actors are bad. Robert uh, Downey Jr., good. Jim Belushi, bad. Van Damme, good kind of bad. Johnny Depp, bad kind of good. Which I think is brilliant. Um, this film is the best kind of bad you know, it's that right, yeah, that dumb yeah. action. I'm with so, you on that like one. it's not it's not something to pick over and analyze because it wouldn't hold up to scrutiny in a, in a lot of ways. 
um, you know, like we talked about, bad guys being exploded out of their hideouts. The, the 80s one-liners, you kill somebody and you say, stick around and all that sort of stuff. What I really like, actually, is that it almost, <laughs> it almost parodies that for the first act to that 30 minutes where they go in and they just kill everyone. Uh, with You know, like they know there's hostages there, but he just lights, a, puts a fucking grenade on a van and then drives it <laughs> into a hut. Um, all that sort of stuff. You know, you've got Jesse Ventura constantly chewing, uh, chewing tobacco. He's got all that great stuff. And he says, I ain't got time to bleed. All that sort of, um, what's he called? The guy from uh, The Simpsons, the Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, Rainier Wolfcastle. Rainier Wolfcastle. All that sort of stuff is great. But I was elected to lead, not to read. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and what's really, like I said, what's really good is it, it has its cake and eats it because it does that for the first 30 minutes and then they become scared uh, people. And it, there's an obvious Vietnam analogy about the Viet Cong being, you know, kind of using these guerrilla tactics and knowing the jungle better and being able to hide and, and do these sneak attacks and that sort of thing over this American machismo sort of thing. So you could look into it as some sort of great satire and all that, or you could just enjoy space monsters, demons who keep trophies of uh, of people, which I, re- I really like. And I mentioned earlier that video by uh, The Closer Look. What's really good about this, and what's really highlighted to be good about this, is what's really wrong with the 2018 reboot. And just a couple of things... Have you seen that, by the no, way? No, but I've watched this video essay, so I feel like I've no, seen I've it. Yeah. Uh, th- oh, is that how it works? Which is funny, because <laughs> it was written by Shane Black, who's in this, he should understand it. I think for me, like the problem was almost that I know what the Predator looks like, and I've seen it in popular culture so much. But to watch this the first time, what's so good about it is how mysterious the Predator is. Kind of just pe- you know, kind of peeking out here and there. Whereas in the reboot... Everyone knows what the Predator looks like, so he's in big scenes all the time. He's on camera too much. You know, that famous story about Jaws, how they couldn't get a good animatronic uh, shark working very well, shark. so they went, well, let's just not have it on screen much, and it and it turned out to be a fantastic decision. The other thing as well was that... So are you, what are you trying to say is that Predator's not really a film about Predators? No, that's where the... Uh, that's, <laughs> although, yes, uh, but that's sort of where the similarity ends. And the other great thing is that the vent, the, the Predator is vulnerable. You know, that famous line that might be a favourite line, if it bleeds, we can kill it. What's really what's covered in this video essay really well is, well, when he's completely indestructible, they kind of shoot a grenade launcher, right, they set it on fire, they shoot it with live rounds, like, from 10 feet away, over and over, it falls down this big ravine, this big cliff, and then he's fine. That's obviously like so it's got kind of scarier because he's he's indestructible, but he, he, there's no je- there's no like tension there. You don't you know that he's not going to get killed by them using these conventional methods. Mm. Whereas in this one, he's just this incredible warrior who can be killed, and I think that's a really good, really good choice. So the great things about it is the predator is mysterious and he's vulnerable, um, and uh, like I said, in terms of dislikes, you know. I wish I hadn't seen everything before. I wish the Predator wasn't so well known as a Halloween costume icon. As an icon. Yeah. Because you don't see him, you see him in little snaps snapshots here and there and I think it was Halloween, you know, people so, so little of Michael Myers was visible for so much of Halloween or little little scary moments and then afterwards people would say oh when when he came on screen and he did this and people would say well he didn't do that that's just in your mind you know like the the mystery of it is so much more frightening than the actuality of it um, sometimes it went a bit slow I did watch it about 2am last night so I was quite tired <laughs> um, 
But slowing, slower, not in like a <clears throat> ponderous way or attention building way, mm. but in just like a, a film that that was made pre two thousands kind of slow. We talked about narrative, yeah. narrative speed quite a lot. Um, obviously, some of the effects don't hold up very well, but it's hard to hold that against a film from thirty three years ago. Thirty three years ago, like the first time that we see from the predator's point of view with the heat uh, thermal vision stuff, the first time that happens, it's not very clear or snappily edited or anything like that uh, but that's about it really like it's really good it's really good it's the best kind of bad yeah I think there's enough tension in it I I was surprised today when I rewatched it how tense it oh, gets oh no, no don't get me wrong like there's a lot of tension but just in the moment in the bits of scenes where it needs to just end the scene quicker it's a bit slow. But no, you're right. The point is that it's tense. And another thing, actually, is that it's out in the daylight almost all the time. That is so good. I don't want it to be, like, creeping yeah. around in darkness because that's cheap. Like, they, it's out in the daylight and it's scary because you can't really see it and it and it kind of sneak attack, you know? It's quite cheap putting it in the, in yeah, the daytime. Yeah, no. But I suppose if it can be invisible, it can do whatever it mm. likes, really, can't it? I think Shane Black, when he was talking about the uh, the reboot, he said that... They had it in the day quite a lot, and it didn't really work. They put it at night, and it was like night and day. Like everybody found, it, you know, they mm. much preferred it when it was at night time for the reboot. But this one is so much better because there's like two scenes in the night time, all the rest is at day. Because it could be really scary. Like it's night time, we don't want to sleep, but we need to sleep. We know it's out there somewhere. That could be really scary. But it gets a lot of credit from me to to do this all in the daytime. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's uh, one of the pluses of it. Is the so yeah? So you liked the film? I'm guessing. Really liked it. It's really stupid. Really great fun. I think it does bear. It does. It does handle scrutiny okay because it's got there's good reason for a lot of the things it does. But it's also like I say, it's got Jesse Ventura with chewing tobacco saying, "Hey, you got time to bleed." <laughs> yeah, it's a great line that, isn't it? Um, so I've got a few like fun observations that I made because sure. we're just yeah, why fun not? this week. Why not? Um, so, since Dutch is the only person who looks at the camp, how does everyone else know where things are? Did you notice that? He's the only one that looks at the binoculars at first, and then he tells everyone what to do. Because <laughs> in that situation, you'd recon it and be like, here, everyone needs to look and right. see what they're doing. But he just goes, you two go over there, and you two go over there, and then Carl Weathers, his character Dylan, looks through the binoculars for a bit. Which is quite I funny. I like to say, that's almost that like... Un- um... That's either just oh gives a shit like they they know that the viewer knows yeah, exactly or maybe maybe it's a really smart satire of how stupid action mature things are who knows. Um, also, I've got here the poor scorpion. It was just hitching a ride to get across a local. You know, river. I was thinking about this. Like now, if you want to have a dead animal or kill an animal for a film, you basically can't. You've got to get one that died of natural causes or something like that. I assume they weren't yeah. scrutinising these men <laughs> back then. Or yeah. We've, I, we've got to find a scorpion yeah, I, that's been crushed underfoot, but not by our feet. <laughs> yeah. By somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, it was quite... Yeah, I, I did think that, actually, myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like this bit. When Dutch goes, leave it. It didn't kill you because you weren't armed. It's no sport. Because... <laughs> uh, both because being invisible is sporting because that's the one thing that the predator is in this film I is also sporting. thought in that moment I thought 
well, put your fucking guns down then, lads. If you're so confident of that strategy, you know, don't be spot for it. Like, walk through the woods, hands in the air. It won't kill <laughs> yeah, you. That's they all your... keep their guns, don't they? Because, like, she goes to pick yeah. up a gun and he's like, no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love how he heals, he gets that flesh wound, yeah. and it's just a flesh it's wound. It's just a flesh <laughs> wound. Killed the other guy, stone dead. <laughs> Straight through the heart. It hits him in the chest. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's on my arm. Uh, I've got massive arms, I'm Arnie. Yeah, I've got full range of motion in the river <laughs> when I'm yeah, swimming. Yeah, it's forgotten. <laughs> this is what's so great about Last Action Hero, because you get that sort of next next scene, he's no longer got tar yeah. on him, all that sort of stuff yeah uh, speaking of the uh, predator being sporting he um, happily waits for Dutch to set up his little uh, defence camp yeah at no point did you feel while I was waiting off that they might just attack him <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like it shows, like he has time to make a bow. He makes all the spikes on the trees. He He's essentially very makes himself a Where's he get all the spikes like, from? Fuck. What are those spikes? Is he is he carving away tr- bits of tree? tree? Yeah, he just gets stick. He'll cut it down. It takes I mean, hours. Do I have to go into it for you? It takes fucking hours. That. Yeah, that's what. I, yeah, yeah. It's a montage, isn't it? Yeah, that's the great thing about them. The, yeah, because why? Yeah, the predator. If you think about it, it's actually quite lazy. Because what he does in the equivalent time is he just arranges some skulls <laughs> and cleans them. The and he just gets a bit of you know. Seen him there cleaning his skull, getting all the blood bits. It's the equivalent of having your, bit of scalp. your protagonist being surrounded by five bad guys, but they take it in turns to, to attack him. You know, <laughs> let's give him a moment to set up, and then we'll attack him when he's at full yeah. strength. Yeah, um, and also I've got Helicopter Survives EMP, <laughs> just because it was relevant to the plot. <laughs> oh, we've got a fire, but everything's still working in this this vehicle that relies pretty much solely on electronic power <laughs> to stay in the air. <laughs> does it, um, More than a plane does. So, the, so if a plane, if a helicopter loses its power... In theory, the blades will still keep rotating right. and you'll just kind of slowly fall down. But, I mean, I wouldn't want to be in a helicopter that loses <laughs> its power entirely and is just flo- slowly floating down to the earth because I'm sure that's a pretty big bump when it Also, lands. do EMPs exist or are they just a movie crutch? No, they're real. <laughs> they are real. But it's a real, it's a real crutch yeah. of some, some action films, isn't it? You know, this is... Uh... Yeah. Did you have any fun observations that you uh, that you found there that you found in the film? Uh, Carl Weathers when he breathes. End, if you like, Carl Weathers when he breathes. Yeah, he's very clearly showing off his six pack. Nobody breathes from their stomach that much. He's like, <gasps> he's like basically doing crunches, stood up crunches to show. I've got my kit off. I'm fucking Carl Weathers. I am jacked and shredded. Uh, I'm going to breathe through my belly button. Would you like some fun anecdotes about these lock training then? Go on, I'd love it. Uh, there's going to be so Would much love fucking testosterone and steroids. Oh, mate. This, flying around. The, the, well, no. To be fair, it's not as bad as you would think. So they, so to get, so for the actors. So originally, for the actors to build up some uh, camaraderie amongst them, the director put them on like a training regime, like a military training regime, oh, which shit. was fine for Jesse Ventura because apparently Jesse Ventura was actually a Navy SEAL at one point. Really. So I don't. He's had a so I don't know why he was in life, hasn't slaughter. He? Yeah, he has, hasn't he? <laughs> He was governor of Minnesota, eh? Governor, wrestler, uh, actor, obviously. Seal. Seal. Actor. 
What hasn't he done? Tobacco chewer. Tobacco professional tobacco chewer. If he's written an anthology of poetry, then I'm going to marry the guy. <laughs> he was in Running Man. <laughs> he was in the Running Man as well. Yeah, yeah. I think he looks better in this than he does in Running Man. <laughs> I think in Running Man he looks a bit too eighties, where in this he just looks mean as sin. They came out the same year, I think. Yeah, yeah. They did, yeah. Which we might so have yeah, mentioned. so you've got that. So they put them all on that, and then. So basically, like Jesse Ventura was always trying to one up Arnold, because right. like obviously Mr. Olympia yeah. you know, and all that one Mr. U- or Mr. Universe, I think it was yeah. actually a three time winner. Three time, uh, yeah. So he, he so he would do something. So he'd get to the gym before Arnold would. <laughs> he'd cover himself in water and make Arnold think that he'd been there for like an hour already working out. <laughs> so Arnold then would turn up earlier. And then Jesse would turn up earlier to the point where they were getting up at three o'clock Fucking in the morning hell. to get to the gym for four That's o'clock before the other one got there. That is, that is nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so at one point, uh, Jesse Ventura basically found out from the wardrobe department that he had bigger biceps, <laughs> about an inch than Arnold. So he went to Arnold to bet him a magnum of champagne that his biceps were bigger. So Arnold got wind of, you know, he heard about this and to measure them, what essentially they did was they got the the costume department to do it. What Arnold <laughs> did was beforehand went to the costume department to say, look, you're going to measure his biceps. Say that mine are bigger than his. <laughs> and I'll give you the champagne. So, so obviously you can imagine the uh, the situation, like Jesse Ventura turns up going, yeah, I've got this. And then he's the, you know, the costume department tells him that he's got smaller biceps Good than Lord. Arnold. And he has to give Arnold the... Uh, the uh, champagne, yeah, a lot of t- yeah, a lot of toxic masculinity as well. <laughs> See, that's, um, this is before that phrase instance, was invented. I think you know this. It was invented for this. Yeah, this it was just masculinity back then, peak. wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it was called be- being a man. Yeah, it was called being a bloke. Oh. Um, yes, yeah, so <laughs> that's me being a bloke. Oh, despite the fact that I am. Oh, hey up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> beer. <laughs> Darts. <laughs> Darts. <laughs> Kicking people in the face. <laughs> oh, that Billy Bremner, eh? Oh. Yeah. Oh, knock your teeth out. So they had a bit of a bit of a I mean, was anybody else in on that competition? I'm trying to think. Well Carl Weathers. Um He's not far. Well, off, yeah, so Carl Weathers, he um he he was this is what I'm saying about kind of toxic masculinity. Is he wanted them all to believe that his physique, however, how you could do this, was kind of natural. <laughs> but obviously, what, it's not. Without working <laughs> it's, it's, hard, you know, or no without, one's that without buff. enhancements. You mean? So he would obviously. I think he did like the military training stuff, but he didn't let them know that he was secretly working out. <laughs> so he would work out on his own in secret. This is like whenever like, you hear yeah, like just buff man. The uh, Premier League player at the moment, Adama Traore, who basically says, oh yeah, I don't really do much uh, upper body work. And he's the most jacked sort of Premier League player we've ever seen. <laughs> Mika Richards was the same 10 years ago, said, oh, I don't really do much many, many weights. It's like, you, have, you fuck off. You know, like, why isn't there like pride to be had in I work harder than everybody else? I mean, have you seen Adama Traore when he's like 20? I think so. He's twenty. He's just I haven't skinny actually. and lithe. Just a sk- and then in about a year, he became mm. this absolutely. He's like the predator running down the wing. Do you know what I mean? He's, <laughs> he's huge. He's just just a triangle man <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> without a triangle with arms. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so there was that. Basically, was one of the uh, you know that was basically Blimey. all the shenanigans that were going on. So while Jesse Ventura and Arnie uh, race into the gym to try to be seen to be working out earlier. Carl Weathers is, uh, yeah. is at home doing it. 
is also keeping himself fit. Yeah. <laughs> Just so it is. It is funny. I can't pretend that it's not. It's hilarious. Quite honestly. So Sam, what was your favourite scene of this film? I found this really difficult, but I think oh, the favourite scene is. By the way, go on. Sorry, I just want to stop you there. I just remember, I'm, I'm going to split this into two sections this week. Ooh. In uh, yeah, so we're going to have favourite scene. Uh, well, this is why this is why I bring it on you now because I want it to be natural. So favourite scene and or favourite death scene. <laughs> so you can have your favourite scene and who of the Marines which die, which is your favourite. I really I don't know the, the characters' names. Uh was it Poncho, the guy who's the tracker? Uh yes. I liked his death well, scene. Well I think Bill Oh no, do you mean how does he die? He, yeah, Billy's the tracker. He stands the one who stares up for the, the he waits for the predator. Yeah, that's Billy. Billy Billy, that's right. Was that you he I really like his death. Was that your favourite death? I think so because he's just He's really, he's gonna stare down the predator and then dies. Like nothing comes to that other than he dies. <laughs> you just hear him blood curdling scream. <laughs> yeah. You think there's gonna be some like it's almost Indiana Jones esque, isn't it? Yeah. Where you think oh it's gonna be this big sh- showdown. And the predator just went. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna chase the jeep on this horse and it's all gonna work out fine. Oh no, you've caldrogoed your own chest and then he's gonna kill you. Um, I my favorite scene though I think was when. Bill Duke, I don't know the character's name, um, sees the Predator and starts shooting... Mac. What's he called? Mac. Mac. Sees the Predator and starts shooting down... Yeah, because Arnold Schwarzenegger, sorry to interrupt, screams it about 40 times in this film. <laughs> They've all got probably cool a video on YouTube. names, so haven't they? You know, it's just like, fucking hell. Yeah, no one's called, like, you know... Peter. Porkins. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something really difficult, like... Schlumlansky or something. They've all got really easy to say names. She's even called Anna. Yeah, let's like make a, it really simple for this uh, yeah. non-descript sexual like Yeah. Uh, no, I really like it when he's shooting down all the trees and then everyone just goes, well, he's shooting the trees, let's all fucking shoot the trees, get the minigun out. And they just like get everything apart from obviously one shot on the... Uh, Sorry, can I hear your minigun impression one more time? <laughs> what have I told you about trying to go to the... recording this on the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> to do it <laughs> yes <laughs> there's not enough um, splashback noises in this podcast I agree uh, what was your favourite scene uh, so my favourite scene it's probably the bit where Arnold sets up his like little you know he sets up his little oh, camp yeah. and defences and the montage yeah he lights the match and gives a primal scream to try and lure the predator out of hiding oh, yeah I quite liked that I have made fire. Yeah, and and then waits about four hours <laughs> for him to turn up. It goes There's on a bit of a continuity error. Go on, continuity. There's so he lights the fire and has the torch and sets it all on fire, and then you see the predator hears the scream of Arnold, and then obviously it shows Arnold hiding behind the tree waiting for him to turn up, and there's a weird like there's a shot where it's clearly not during the night it's clearly during the day so for a second I was like oh has he been waiting for like is this like now dawn and it's like daylight and then it cuts back and it's night time again <laughs> really you see you basically see the daybreak wow yeah it's like a couple of a couple of frames it's probably shot obviously shot out of sequence um, yeah I did notice that that reminds me actually which kind of when me listening to the director's commentary for Cemetery Junction they're showing like a night scene and Ricky Gervais is very proud of the fact that it was like 
4 p.m. and they just put a lens on it. <laughs> like it's not very arty uh, director's commentary. It's just like, yep, got home by six that day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so my favourite death scene is the bit. It it was the same one as you. Unfortunately, I wish I was going to. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, it's fine. It is. It's. Do you know what? I remember seeing it as a kid, and it stuck with me for years as that scene where he just suddenly turns round and decides to fight the predator one on one for no. I was expecting him to go. Reason at all? No. Uh, what is it? You shall not pass. <laughs> I think you're uh, about 12, 13 years too early there. Yeah, yeah. I did, I did, you know, it wasn't the death, but I really liked the shot of, you're going to have to tell me his name again, Bill Duke Mac. Mac. Yeah. Um, the shot of Mac, like, lying backwards, you just see his eyes. And the way that it takes a shot and just zooms into that shot is really effective. It's very eerie mm. and gruesome. Yeah, so there is, I mean, you were saying earlier, there are some, like, parallels to Vietnam. Um, they intentionally wore all Vietnam-style clothing. That was... So I mean, I use... genuinely didn't even pay attention to that it was Central America until I realised she was speaking Spanish. <laughs> As you know, I'm, I'm fluent in Spanish. She, at one point, yeah. I think she says, no estoy seguro. I think that means I'm not sure. Um, and I literally went on Wikipedia and went, where is Predator set? Central America. Yeah. Central America. Yeah. Yeah. Can you name all the countries in Central America? I can name some. Have you got the list there? <laughs> no, I was just saying because it's one of those really... Well, it's like that... There's that whole like um, thing that John Oliver does on This Week Tonight where he'll point to like a country and he goes, that's where you thought so-and-so was. It's actually here. And then they go, no, it's not. It's actually here. <laughs> and he'll do it like a couple of times to show like... I think he's kind of taking the piss at Americans being bad at geography, but... Yeah, the smug, the smug Brit in me loves watching those Jimmy Kimmel things where they go to Americans in the street and say, so where's China? And they point to the USA <laughs> or something like that, you know? I can name some... When I, was, when I was 20... Uh, just fin- uh, 21 just finishing uni one of my plans was to do like a few months doing something abroad like a project or something there was you had to there was one in um, where was it in Africa oh, that's not I in think Africa. Kenya or something in Africa where you had to look after chimps uh, baby chimps and it said oh sometimes they've, they're orphans so you might have to cuddle them I was like okay, I'll do that or in Guatemala that's in Central America. Uh, you could um, help. You could help the turtles with their hatching. So you would kind of like monitor the eggs that were being hatched. You would make sure there's no nothing nearby, and you would... all that was very fun. So Guatemala. Uh, Sorry, what's El this got Salvador, to do with Predator now? <laughs> yeah. Nicaragua. Yeah. Honduras. Yeah. Panama. Yeah. One of the Guineas, Ecuadorial Guinea, maybe. It's, I mean that the names in the the location there. Guinea Bissau. One of the Guineas is is in. So mo- a lot of them are in Africa. Some of them are in South. Oh no, maybe. Sorry, this wasn't named West African countries. <laughs> anyway, no, I'm going to move this. Guinea Bissau, Equatorial Guinea. Well, Guinea Bissau's in Africa, and Guinea. Equatorial and... Guinea is on the equator, it so is. that must be in, in Africa. Seems... Because South you'll think, America you'll, is well, it's in Guiana, isn't it? In, in uh, Guiana, French Guiana. That's what yeah. I'm there's thinking. Guiana and French. I think Guiana. there's seven Guinea countries. Anyway, so your favourite line of this film is <laughs> "Get to the chopper." I mean, <laughs> could it be any other line other than that? For cultural impact alone. Yeah, 
What about you? What was your favourite line of this film? Uh, my favourite line was the one I thought you were going to say, which is just really fantastic. When Dutch, that, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger, says, did you find Hawkins? And Poncho says, I, I can't tell. That's really good. Wasn't a stand-up so he's been, line for dis- me he's been compl- but... What? No, no. So he's been com- completely destroyed, such that there's just mm. a pile of gore. And Arnie says to him, "Did you find so and so?" And he doesn't know. That's Did it affect great. you? Is like, that what you liked so much about it? Well, it did, it and it affected like... them as well. He, like it's a shirt, it's close by Arnie, and he's just his eyes widen, and it's just like the music changes because he's like, "Shit, we don't even know if it's the guy." That's how that's how much he's been killed. I like he's it. Also, so I like killed. the. Um... I like the fact that he goes, I want you to all go on like a five metre spread to look for his body. <laughs> or go off individually <laughs> to look for him. <laughs> yeah, that really hit home. I was like, oh, wow, I can appreciate that now. <laughs> yeah, keeping that far apart. Yeah. Right, so Sam, what we're going to do, we're going to have a quick break. And then after the break, we're going to get the critics' response. We're going to get your rating out of 10. And we're going to do a quiz. And then we're going to also Super. have a quick discussion about next week's films. So join Fantastic. us after the break. Welcome back to Please Watch This. So, what we're going to do now, Sam, is we're going to delve into the mighty world of paid-for critics. So that sounds like something Fantastic. you'd like to do. You know me every week? Every single week. So I've got... How many have I got? I've got quite a lot of uh, criticism here this week, actually. I've got a couple of... I've got three critics this week for you. I couldn't help seeing that it's got a very, very low score on Metacritic. Yeah, I mean, look, it is what it is. Have I got three critics or have I just got lots of quotes? Hang on. So it had a 45% rating on Metacritic. And um, I worry that's that's the sort of person who would say that um, The Running Man isn't very good or Commando isn't very good. A bit snooty, shall we say. Talking down their noses. Right, I'm going to give you an option here. Out their arses. I'm going to give you an option. Do you want to hear what Roger Ebert said? Do you want to hear what... um, Dwayne, uh, I can't remember what we said his name was. I'm <laughs> gonna have to cut this. What did we decide it what, was? Dwayne the Rock Burge. Johnson. Was it Burge? Yeah, it was Burge, wasn't it? <laughs> that, yeah, I should have written this down. Dwayne Burge. So yeah, so would you like to know what the Hollywood Reporter said, or would you like to know what the uh, Variety said, the publication Variety? All obviously Roger Ebert. So we'll start with big old Rog, the man, the myth, the legend. So Predator begins like Rambo and ends like Alien. And in today's Hollywood, that's creativity. Most movies are inspired by only one previous <laughs> blockbuster. Um, he goes on to say, this is the kind of idea that is produced at the end of a 10 second brainstorming session. Uh, but if it's done well, who cares? He further says, none of these logical questions. He's basically talking about logical questions and he says, why doesn't the Predator just shoot Arnie with his um, parrot cannon, yeah. as the uh, staff called yeah. it? You know, why does he just suddenly just decide to go mano a mano or mano a predator with him? <laughs> so he says, none of these logical <laughs> questions are very important to the movie. Predator moves at a breakneck pace. It has strong and simple characterization. It has good location photography and terrific special effects. And it supplies what it claims to supply, an effective action movie. 
You can't argue with that, can you? How many stars do you think right, you gave it? Right, okay. Oh, dear. I would say two and a half. No, he went three, actually. But, yeah, he didn't three. really. Yeah, his score doesn't really reflect how he felt about it. I think he enjoyed it, but, it was, you know, popcorn for the eyes, you know, as they say. Chewing gum for the eyes. Yeah, and, and that's what it's supposed to be. That's what I love. Like, that's why I don't really like Empire Strikes Back, because it it thinks it's something more. Star Wars thinks it's something more, and it and it's not fun. Yeah, but we've been well, there. we went there forty five episodes ago. So yeah, that. let's let's not get into that mire. <laughs> I think it. I think it always. Yeah, it, it it tries to take itself seriously, and I think that's part of its appeal as well. That it is this silly space opera so that is, you know, kind of does take itself seriously. I think people enjoy that mm. kind of aspect yeah. of it. It might come across as a bit simple, but that was that's 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 how it is. That's what it is. That's what people enjoyed about it at the time, I guess. Um, you know, affected a whole generation. Millions of them. Millions yes. of them. So I'm going to give you what Dwayne Burge of the Hollywood Reporter thought of this film. He's not no star racer. Give it to me. Um, he just says, less satisfying, however, is Schwarzenegger's supernatural foe. While it makes sense for the massive Schwarzenegger to be pitted against a supernatural beast, mere tough guys and villains seem overmatched. Predator loses a lot of wallop because of the special effects. Nature of the savage other world Predator. So, big See, fun. You know what, like, that's... Um sort of true for some of it, but you actually do... It's clearly a man in a costume. Like, that's quite... Yeah. It's but so was the alien in, in Alien. The weapons. Do you know what? Yeah. It's like the alien in the original Alien was was a bloke in a suit, and the bit where he goes <laughs> at um, one of the okay, characters. It's an audio in that. Feature. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. So he goes, you know, into the jazz hands to try and scare. Him. You know, it was it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. He goes on to know, say, yeah, I mean, again, it, yeah. Was he, was he reviewing? It, I assume he was reviewing at the time. Yeah, yeah, so he says, an amorphous two-dimensional heat-seeking killer hits up Schwarzenegger's buddies one by one. Although gory, these snipings are considerably less powerful and less involving than the full-blazing soldier shootouts, as well as Schwarzenegger's eventual one-on-one with a mere earthly manifestation of the monster. Yeah, but then he goes on to say this, he goes, Predator's final scenes with a mud-coated primeval-looking Schwarzenegger locking in battle against the lizard knight-like monster. Are terrific. Two big guys going at it in the mud. Uh, credit creature designer Stan Winston. Big shout-out to Stan Winston, the guy who created uh, the Terminator as well. And some of the... did a lot of the work on Aliens. Uh, for the colossal and formidable Predator. Other technical credits including a bass, a brassy and relentless percussive score by Alan Silvestri, famous for doing uh, Back the to MCU. the Future. Yeah, MCU, yeah. I actually, when I realised this was Alan fantastic. Silvestri, so today when I was doing my research for it, I went and listened to his two pieces of music from the Avengers that he's famous for. <laughs> um, they're so evocative. I mean, they're overused, but they're so good. Yeah. I so was, it was, I was, it was a mixed review. I saw his name in the credits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was a strange one because he liked a lot of it and he liked, again, like Ebert, he was like, yeah, this is very similar. You know, it's good action music, music fair. But I, just that bit where he's talking about the Predator not seeming, you know, seeming two-dimensional and just losing its wallet. I actually think that's what makes this film good is because you do eventually see it and it is effective. And yes, like you said, it's a guy in a suit and you can tell. But 
when he holds on a little no, bit like throat. I, re- I like that because he's, he's not like a CGI monstrosity, like a weightless monstrosity, like a doomsday. Yeah, just yeah. Wolf. Yeah. It, what I really, what I really wish, and I've not seen any of them. I really wish that there weren't any sequels or reboots to this because I don't want to know where he came from. I don't want to know if he's literally, you know, if he, if he's an alien thing or if he was made on Earth and. Was in all this. I don't care about any of that stuff. I don't want to know his motivation. I, I like it as a Vietnam analogy of him as a Viet Cong, and that's it. Like I don't need it to be more. Yeah, it's a dumb action. Have you seen, film any, at have the, you end seen of it? the sequels and stuff? Yeah, have you seen I've the seen. So I've seen Predators, and I've seen bits and pieces of Predator Two over the years. I've seen like the last twenty-five minutes of Predator Two. I haven't. I, Whatever I'm, I'm thinking, they point. are a cash in, and it's just well, we've got this great villain and. Uh, I've also um, seen the so. AVP films, sadly. Um, I, right. Yeah, yeah. I actually saw the, I went to the cinema Brody? to see the second one. Yeah. With Adrian, uh, Adrian Brody. No, that's Predators. So Predators is quite good. It's a, it's not. It doesn't stand out. It's bit. It's a. It's kind of a facsimile of this one. Just got a few right. more. It's got a couple more Predators in it. Um, Adrian Brody's chewing the scenery in a lot of the scenes, but it's it's actually a good watch. It, it it kind of it's a it's that kind of late two thousands you know Nolan affected sort of everything has to be brooding <laughs> and serious kind of film mm-hmm. yeah but it's uh, it's a good film I've not seen the second one it's peak nineties or early nineties late eighties kind of mm. cinema from what I can see of it and it's yeah apparently in nineteen ninety ninety one everything was set in ninety seven <laughs> or ninety six and it was the future <laughs> but everything looked like it did in the ni- yeah. early nineties which always tickles People me so like. They so underestimate how long it takes for things to change. So Upload that I mentioned earlier is set in twenty thirty-three and two everything is new in that show. You know, things are established as being new, so they have to be mm. invented tomorrow and then be affordable to the normal consumer the day after that, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. I've just thought of something, I, uh, this is completely well out of everything we've just been talking about. Something I don't like about this film is the credits, where you have the montage of the different actors. And oh, do you not like that? And they're basically like gurning at the camera. <laughs> I mean, oh, it's up the time. Good. It's up the time, but it doesn't, it's not aged well, that. No, it hasn't aged well. It's I It's th- one step away from having the fucking bloopers in the, in the credits. It's a bit Avengers Endgame as well, isn't it? That was I was thought that was. I prefer cringy. that because that was at least like people's last film out of fifteen appearances in films. Yeah, so I'm going to give you one more review, and this is from Variety, and give it's not variety. credited to a particular person. It was just credited as Variety staff. Again, this is a a review from the time, so it was a contemporary review with a film. Predator is a slightly above average action. Uh, actioner, sorry, they don't speak English here because it's American. Uh, Predator is a slightly <laughs> above average actioner that tries to compensate for the tissue thin plot with ever more grisly death sequences and impressive special effects. So it damns it with faint praise at the end. So yeah, I think they've, I think they're a bit off with that one. Mm. Apparently, Shane Black. Sometimes you can went tell that a film critic has with this. Or this is script. the problem with having like um, it's the problem with having reviews written by people who've just seen it in the cinema once on the same note that they've seen it. They've seen other films, like they don't seem to think enough about what the film means or why it's good. Mm. I think it's interesting when you see some critics will champion a film when they see it like once, and they and oftentimes they they'll be right and they'll be like, "Yeah, I knew this was going to be a hit when I saw it," but then other times yeah. they just you know they get it wrong and they're, they're human like us all. You know, you don't know what's going to 
have a lasting impact. You know, someone I had made the comparison is like, what was the lasting impact of Avatar? You know, this mega billion dollar making <laughs> film, but it was there for a bit and then it went it's away. All. And all you ever hear Other is than that. it was in the in the way when Avengers Endgame was trying to get to number one. Like that's literally the only time people talked about yeah. fucking Avatar. Yeah, um, you know, t- Titanic had a bigger impact than Avatar. You know, let's yeah. be honest, the Terminator. Well, it's yeah. a better film. It's a it newer film. It's is, more yeah. original. <laughs> but yeah. you know, the best critics are able to later on say, "I was wrong about this." You know, you Mark Kermode's and your uh, Rod- your Roger Ebert's, not your uh, well, Roger can't do it anymore. Rob- Robbie Collins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Right. Life. So, 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 Sam. Now that you're, you've caught up with the rest of uh, ladder culture from the 90s, um, <laughs> would you recommend this film? Yes, I would. Sweet. So, on that note, how many neon raves out of 10 would you go to with the Predator? Because <laughs> his blood's obviously neon. It's, yeah, which is a good observation. I think um, it's, it's really good at what it is. So I'm going to give it a high rating to reflect that, but it doesn't mean it's a fantastic film. So I'll go for seven point five. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, I think you've got. It's to put really good at of, what it is. Yeah, I don't. It's not better than Alien or Alien. Well, it's not better than Aliens, is it? And that's kind of uh, they made very, they made it a very similar that's time. That's a very good question. I. Am I know which I. I know which I enjoyed more when I went back and watched them. I enjoyed Aliens. By a country mile, it's a much better characterization. Alien, the original is a nine out of ten. Aliens, I don't know what I gave that. Probably seven point five eight, something like that. I don't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd rank this just yeah, maybe slightly below Aliens. Yeah, I don't think it's quite got the. I think the characterizations in Aliens are better. I think you've got more memorable characters. One thing I would say about Dutch is he's not that memorable. He doesn't no, have no. I don't. He, I don't know what is who he is really. Yeah, the 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 only character in this that comes across as having real personality is Mac because he goes a bit mad, <laughs> and he's <laughs> you know he's talking he talks to the gun and he's you know he's fucks with Carl Weathers' character all the time basically and he's, what does he say <laughs> something like if you. If you if you show our position, I'll bleed you. Yeah, I'll that's bleed it. You. Yeah. yeah, so. Yeah. Rightio, what we're going to do now, we're going to have a quick quiz. Are you ready for the quiz? Quiz, quiz, quiz. You're going to have a quiz. I don't know what you could possibly ask questions about this film, well, but given that I this am is, intrigued. So, given that this is a, you know, a dumb action film, I've made the questions accordingly. <laughs> so... <laughs> Right, I'm in, I'm intrigued by that. But statement. then again, like I joke and say it's a dumb action film, but it has it's had a cultural impact, hasn't it? You know, yeah, you know, yeah, you know yeah. who the, the predator is. Well yeah. yeah, and I think it's one of those IPs that when you're done right, I think they will. I think eventually somebody will make a good predator film after, of, apart from the first one. I think the the, the trick to it. Well, I worry about that because you, harking back. It's like it's like I don't think there'll ever be a good Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde film again. Right. Until everyone's forgotten about it, because the the novel is so good, because you don't know that they're the same person until the end. You'd have to make it under a completely different set of names now for anybody to be taken. That that's a really key part of it. Whereas Predator, he's so mysterious. That's the point. You would have to 
take a completely different look at it and make it an allegory for another war or something else. Yeah. I must admit, I don't I think there'll be another good film with it. When the idea long. of Alien versus Predator got thrown around, um, so what happened was after Predator was made, um, a comic book uh, publisher took hold of it. I can't remember the name of the comic book publisher. It's not one of the most more famous ones. Um, it's not like DC or, N- or Marvel. Mm. It's, um, oh, I can't remember now. But they got hold of the rights to publish some more stuff you know around uh, Predator and that was where the idea basically of Predator versus Alien came from and the mistake they made is they made like just a generic they made two kind of generic sort of Predator films they weren't very interesting they were badly acted they were over the top with the CGI um, and they set them on Earth which was a big like plot mistake I think because <laughs> the idea was that you know the Alien comes from LV Force two six or whatever it's called. Um, <laughs> so what they should have done was they should have made like an alien film, but had the predator in it, kind of as like a mm. cameo character, I think almost rather than sort of oh, because it's like we can't have two bad guys kind of both being bad guys at the same time. It it didn't work yeah. in Alien versus yeah. Predator. So yeah, I, I think this is what blows my mind that like me, somebody who has never written anything really. I've read a few screenwriting books that I would somehow know, understand better than somebody who re- who actually goes to write a film about these things. That you can't just make a fan service film that's just like, if we just put more explosions in it and show the alien more and show the predator more, it's going to be a better film. Like people don't seem to understand that you need to have a new story, you know, or yeah. a different theme and a new thing and all this sort of stuff. You can't just be let's have these two characters that everyone loves. Obviously, it's going to make millions of dollars, and that's the point. But well, that can't be good as well. I, I'm guessing it did make its money because you know it had a sequel. Sequel, yeah. The sequel was terrible, <laughs> and I was I went to see it in hope that it'd be better than the than the first one. I was so disappointed with the first one, and I think yeah, you're right. I think they need to be like, well, here's an. I think they should go with here's an alien film that happens to have a predator in it or mm. predators in it. Yeah, because it that's can't just be the title of the film is the only good thing about it. Yeah, because it is an ins- essentially inherently an awesome premise, you know. But as you said, you've got to work a good story around that, haven't you? Essentially, you really do. It has to be something you... interesting. Right. So let's get into this quiz. Question one: What is Blaine's gun called? This is probably oh. the hardest question on the quiz, to be honest. Shit. He does. He, it, it's not actually. I don't think. If memory serves me correct, I don't think it's uh, Blaine who actually refers to the name of the gun. It's Mac who refers to the name of the gun. Fuck hell. Uh, Sander. <laughs> no, it's Old Painless. Do you remember when he's in the bush? He's going, I'll introduce him to Old Painless here. Essentially, not ring a bell it's the minigun. He does say it. The thing is, I normally watch things with subtitles as we covered, so if it's not written on the screen, I don't remember it now. <laughs> hmm. Sure, I'm sure, yeah, I'm convinced he says the name of it at some point. Oh, no, no I mean, anyway. what I mean is, I didn't watch this with subtitles, therefore, I don't remember. Right, if, so you're you know, just thrown completely. Comments. It just doesn't, doesn't go Okay, in. question two. Are you ready? No, I've never been ready in my entire fucking life, <laughs> <laughs> How many minutes of screen time does the Predator have? Is it A, 10 minutes, B, 7 minutes, or C, 8 minutes? Damn, so that's hard. Uh, so, like, what's digression you, what did you, here. 
digression. Without giving your answer, what does your gut say? My gut says as the lowest amount. Um, I remember recently uh, there was a Facebook post that said, you know, what were the best sort of performances per minute? And somebody mentioned Silence of the Lambs, and I think I'm sure it was eight minutes that Hannibal Lecter, Anthony Hopkins spends on screen. And I watched the trilogy recently, and it did not seem like more than eight minutes. So either I've right. misremembered that it's eight minutes, and maybe that was uh, Helen Mirren when she got the Oscar in the no, Elizabeth you, are you and Victoria. Of, are you thinking not, of Shakespeare in Love with uh, Judy Dench getting Best Supporting Actress for, I think it was 12 minutes or something of screen time? Yeah, could be, it could be, it could be. So basically, time on screen is less than you think. So I'm going to say, well, when you say that, is that including with the camouflage? It's just, it, there was a fact I read. It gave a straight amount. It didn't give anything around it. Fuck it, seven minutes. Oh, you were so close, it was eight. <laughs> should have gone, you should have gone with the silence of the lamb, eight minutes. Eight minutes is the Unlucky. magic number for having your character on screen, for it to be significant. Like, so the, the silence of the lamb sequels, get, they're worse, but Red Dragon's really good. The the more Hannibal Lecter suspends on screen, the worse the film because it's misunderstanding the appeal of having a character like that. You know, like the Predator's not supposed to be on screen for a long time. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, good question. I like it. The the ominous threat, aren't they? Mm. Yeah, they stick with you, but yeah, they're not. Glad you enjoyed for. it. Good. Question three: How many miles is the chopper's LZ zone away from the campsite? I think it's. Um, I think it's 10 to 12 miles away. Pick a number. <laughs> 10 miles away. Oh, you should have gone with your second option. It was 12. Uh, fuck's sake. I was in the right ballpark, playing the you right were, sport. You were so close. I was yeah. almost tempted to give it to you, but... Gutted. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> this is a quiz of no consequence whatsoever. Mm. Uh, question four. What is the general called at the beginning of the film? And at the fuck very me. end... Can you give me a first letter? P. <laughs> yeah, G. <laughs> I've been surname. Um, I don't know. Again, I'm used to subtitles, otherwise things wash up, but I have no idea. Pinochet. General Phillips. Phillips. Ooh, Pinochet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, this one will be an easy one for you. At least get one tonight. Complete oh. the line. So, Poncho, <laughs> you're bleeding, man. You're hit. I ain't got time to bleed. Okay. Have you so got time to duck? Yay, well done. I'm celebrating. So, I'm celebrating I wordlessly. thought that was easier than it should have been, but uh, yeah, it looks like Sam can't... So I found your Achilles heel is essentially each week I have to make you watch the film without subtitles. <laughs> and it doesn't, doesn't leave a lasting impression. We need things that are still on Netflix. Um, was that five questions? It was. Blimey, and I got what, one? <laughs> You did. But I got close to a couple of the others, let's face You did. I mean, one of them you were out by a minute, the other you were out by two miles. I mean, And when was, I was out by a minute, it was easy. a multiple choice, so that's not really... Yeah. <laughs> the furthest I could have been away from was three minutes, unless I just shat my pants <laughs> and didn't answer it. <laughs> Chose something else. Yeah. You went, well, Tuesday? 25... Yeah. <laughs> Potato. <laughs> It's a number, isn't it? Yeah, that's, uh, that's so. That is my Achilles heel. If there's no subtitles, it doesn't doesn't stick. So, Sam, have you got any uh, last comments on Predator before we wrap this up? 
No. Other than it was okay. Moving on. <laughs> a film that we watched. No, but I do have a point to make. Go on. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Well, I, don't. I was. I was trying to come up with one because I thought, well, I surely must have because I'm a podcaster about films, so I must have a thing to say about this film. Uh, you know, glad I watched it. I will never watch another Predator film because I feel like it will sully the memory of this very good watch. standalone film. Honestly, I would recommend Predators. It's not terrible. It's it's. It's not a bad film at all. It's genuinely watchable. It's right. it's not fun. It's not a fun film, but it is very watchable. It's a good like if you want to watch a, a late night action movie and you just want something to, you know, just to enjoy for a bit and you don't have to, you know, you don't have, you don't you don't go to bed going. Is that what the director wanted me to think? Maybe it was. <laughs> maybe it wasn't. I'm not sure. Is it potentially? I have to go online and check and see what other people. Think. <laughs> you know, it's just there's some predators. They try to kill people. It, yeah. You know, it's the names in the title. I probably won't, but um, fair enough. I think that's fair enough. Yeah. Have you got any final remarks? Nope, that's everything. I've said everything I wanted to say about it. Totally good. Well, I think there's three things we need to do now. The first one is find out what's happening next week. Maybe that's a question you might have for me. No, no, don't. I'll tell you anyway, apropos of nothing. We're going to watch the, I think, 2006, something like that, film... Micro budget, micro micro budget film primer. Hugh, what do you know about this film? Um, only what you and Baxter have told me about it. That it's um a bit of it's a time travel film and it's a total mind bender and it's apparently quite difficult to uh, keep keep track of. It's the reason so, um, why when Inception came out and everyone going, "Wow, this is just so confused and so intelligent." That I thought, no, it's not. <laughs> this is it's one of the most intelligent blockbusters, sure, but it's not what intelligent cinema is. Um, my hope is we'll get a, maybe a guest or two on and uh, go more in depth on this micro budget classic primer. Hugh, the other thing, the second thing was, uh, how might they get in touch with us electronically if they wanted to send us mail electronically? Right. So what they need to do is they need to get a spaceship. They need to go and search out the Predator's homeworld. So it's not limiting our themselves. engagements with maybe Elon Musk? But I mean, hey, look, if he wants to get in touch, I'm quite happy to talk about any film he wants. Um, as long, you know, we'll, you know, he can pay as an appearance fee if he likes. Sure. <laughs> you know, or he can make me a, an astronaut on the next SpaceX mission. I'll take that as payment for coming on our I, little podcast. I will pay him thousands of pounds to do that. First man to go to Mars, but never come back. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you won't, we won't miss you. So anyway, I'll just get another host. It's fine. Ben will probably take over. <laughs> Oh, no, no, I was going to pay him thousands about to um, take you. For him to leave. <laughs> oh, to you. take me. Oh, yeah. right. Oh, so you're, so Ben, again, if you're listening, it's uh, time for... Yes, Either he's way, got a plan. he's welcome. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so if Elon Musk wants to get on a SpaceX ship, go and find the Predator homeworld, he then needs to ingratiate him some elaborate way into the Predator society. I don't know, maybe kill some people on a hunt. You know, that's the kind of thing they seem to be into from... Neurochemically seduce them, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, once he's done that, he then needs to go back to Earth, hunt down some, like, 
you know, Vietnam vets potentially. I know it's going to be men in their sixties and seventies now, but you know, he's, it's Elon Musk. He's not, you know, he's probably, you know, he's an expert in he's you know, 50, computing you know. and engineering. Yeah. You know, he's he's not going to be this. You know, even with his predator training, he's not going to be the most spry of people going around the jungle. Um, so, but when he kills one of the people and leaves their flayed flesh to be found by uh, any subsequent parties, he needs to leave a little email like note on them, and then. That can be the note that gets to us and we can read that out next week's show. Or right, and show it, that future. note will read... Uh, I don't know. It's whatever the question is they've got about this week's film or any <laughs> other film that we've done on this series. So obviously, If you can think of another way, to... Sam, I'm all ears. <laughs> well, since this film came out, there was a thing called the internet that's really revolutionised mail. I've heard of it, yeah. It's... yeah popular with uh, geeks isn't it have we signed up to any of these emails do you know what now you mention it if they want to get in touch with us they can get in touch with us at <laughs> please watch this dot pod at gmail.com sam Fantastic. where can they find us in other places on the internet <sighs> do you know what before i say it i, I would say <laughs> it's not sound, don't sound solely but well if they want to get in touch with oh, jesus God well, forbid we have some outreach here. One of the things that marks us out from other podcasts is we put more effort into this section than I think most. And we seem to get less back in return. So, listener, we know you're listening. We can, you know, we've seen the stats. We know it's not just me, Hugh, and Joe. Um, honestly, if you're listening <laughs> yeah. to this, it would. Ben, Juicy, and Baxter as well. It's <laughs> <laughs> so the, the three people. It would make us so happy to receive an email from you guys uh, saying alright Sam don't beg <laughs> I'm, I'm going to beg this is not a Patreon thing okay. this is not this is not podcasters really the advertising is not giving anything back and, and all that we're never going to ask you for money I w- all I would like is if you just type into he's not going to ask you for money I will go to Twitter t- put at please watch pod a few months ago somebody added us in, a, in response to a question, somebody said, have you got any podcast recommendations? The Atta does. And I've been riding on that crest of that wave for months since then. If you just do one nice thing today, if you just make Please it just, clear... Please just do it so Sam doesn't have a breakdown. If you just publicly acknowledge that you listen to this show, I would... Uh, I'll suck for crack uh, to, to, to <laughs> quote Superhands. Uh, but but sort of internetally, you know, uh, not not physically. That's what I would say. Lockdown and all that, you know. Lockdown and all that. I want to be socially... Right, Sam. This has got weird. It's time for us to go. God, I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, But I love you. Sam will suck you off virtually for crack. I mean, for likes on Facebook. For likes on Facebook and emails. So we love you and uh, we'll talk at you next week for Primer. We will. Bye. Bye! Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Please Watch That. (laughs) (laughs) That is the earliest you've fucked that up. Let's leave this in.